Morning. Apparently that was the second time the countdown was going down. I was, uh, we were un, totally unaware of that. That's okay. Everybody stand with me this morning. It may be cold and dreary outside, but there is life inside. There is life in Jesus today. And the word that I really felt this morning when I woke up, it was almost like the Lord was shouting it, was power. He just kept saying power, power, power. He actually said something else, but I think that's for a little bit later. I'll share that when the time I believe is appropriate, but it's power. So today, God's power, his presence, his power, his presence is going to transform lives this morning. And we're excited for it. If we want to put that scripture up with me, we want to do a call to worship together. It's from Psalm 100. We talked about this a little bit last week, but this is Thanksgiving weekend, so happy Thanksgiving, everyone. So on the count of three, let's read this together. One, two, three. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Next verse. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's worship. The Lord is speaking to me this morning, and he's saying there's disordered eating in the church. There's disordered eating in the church. Disordered eating is when food becomes an issue, becomes something you think about too much, and you do it in this awkward kind of way. And if, if, you, if you mess around with it too long, it becomes an eating disorder. And then you, you either are binging and purging in this really unhealthy way, or you're starving yourself. And you make a partnership with death by starving yourself. And, and the Lord said there's disordered eating in the church. We are to be feasting on his word. We are to be feeding on his word. If you are weak, if you are weak, yes, he is strong and he is made strong in you. But when was your last meal? When was your last meal? We are to be nourishing ourselves on the word. And you know, I don't have disordered eating, but I'm a busy girl. And sometimes I eat pie and coffee in the morning and I forget to eat till about 7 p.m. It happens. It happens. And it's not good. It honestly, it messes with all the internal workings. It messes with the hormones. It messes over with the metabolism. And it doesn't do me well. Are you too busy? Are you too busy to eat and to nourish yourself on the word? And this week... Oh, Lord, where was I reading? I was reading in John chapter 6, where the Lord talks about um, eating his flesh and drinking his blood. And we are going to take communion this morning. It's somewhere on that cue sheet. And I'm telling you, get ready, church, because we're going to be doing it more often because I need it. Y'all might not need it. I need it. Communion is this moment. This moment is more than just drinking a little bit of juice and eating a cracker. So my kids listen up because it's not just a snack once a month at church. It's not just something different we do. It's, 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 it's this point of touching Jesus in the flesh. That's what it is. It's like this portal. It's this heavenly portal. It's, a, it's an exchange. It's an exchange. It's this great reminder in the physical realm. And it's this physical exchange. 
I was reading in John chapter 6, and I thought, gosh, this is controversial. I mean, he's really going at it about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. And I know that the Roman Empire had just this major issue with that verbiage. They thought cannibalism, and they really hated Christians and thought that was a big part of what Christianity was. And so I began to look it up a little bit, and the word, the word for eat is actually noisy gnawing and chewing. That's the word he was using. It's a noisy, loud, unpolite gnawing and chewing on his flesh. Well, he came. He is the word. We are to be chewing on the word, nourishing ourselves on the word, church. And the word this morning, he got power and I got just receive, receive. But receiving is not passive, It's not passive. You receive nothing with your hands at your sides. You don't receive anything looking down. You don't receive anything curled up in the fetal position crying. Been there this week. Um, We watched Iron Man last night. I'm not a fan of these types of movies at all. They are violent, and I don't like them. Um, Good story and all. But the... the, um, the you know they're in the epic battle and the bad robot guy is much bigger than the than the iron man good guy and he's just stepping on him and the little red man is just like underneath does anyone feel that i feel that i feel that when the weight of the world feels on your shoulders mamas oh moms christmas four weeks but I mean, what, and what is that? I know that's just a to-do, but there's their nutrition and their health and their spiritual development. And is my marriage okay? Is my husband okay? Does he know how much I love him? Are my kids okay? Lord, am I doing enough? It doesn't seem like I'm doing enough. Does, does anyone feel that? Husbands, are you feeling the financial burden? Are you feeling the pressures? feels like that big robot just standing on me. And when we come into his presence, it lifts, I mean, it lifts right off, lifts right off. It lifts right off because he's bigger. And when we come together, we magnify him and we lift our head, our faces up. So we're going to take communion this morning. I encourage you to press in and to feed on his presence feed on his on his presence here this morning but go home and feed on the word because i don't feel that i don't feel that pressure here <laughs> it begins to build the moment the moment i exit the building one day i even paused at the flag and every my whole family kept walking and jason said what are you doing i was like i just don't want to leave i just don't want to go cuz i know i'm walking i'm walking into the the battlefield and i just wanted to stay so I encourage you, fill up this morning on power in the presence of God. Touch heaven. Don't just, don't just take it lightly. Don't just take it lightly. And then as you go, the word of the Lord is feed upon my word. Receive. And the power will fall. Strongholds will be broken. God does not fail. Let's continue to worship him. Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ushers, if you want to get ready to serve communion, congregation, you can have a seat here for a minute.
and ushers, as soon as you're ready, you can begin to serve. You know, the word this morning was power, and the word this morning was receive. I believe this morning he wants us to receive his power, his glory, his goodness, transforming our lives. When I woke up this morning, along with the word power, came the number nine. He just starts saying nine, 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 nine. I don't even know what that means. What is nine? I get seven, I get six, ten. I've heard a lot of things, but what is nine? What is nine? The number nine in the Bible is completeness, completeness, finality, power, receiving that power creates in us a completeness and a finality that only he can bring. God completed his creation and all of his promises shall come to pass. That's his plan for us this morning. Ushers, you can wait on the people. I have a couple scriptures I want to read. Luke 2. What I feel like the Lord asked me to do this morning is, if you didn't know this, but today's December 1st. (laughs) Today also is the first day of Advent for this year. I felt like he just told me to read through the book of Luke in three different areas to talk about his birth, his death, and his resurrection. Now they were in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Imagine the scene. Then an angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all the people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. You fast forward through his life, through Jesus' ministry. You get to Luke 23. It says, Now it was about the sixth hour, And there was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. Okay, there's nine again. Didn't know that was going to happen. Then the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was torn in two. And when Jesus had cried out in a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last breath. And then in Luke 24, and it happened, (laughs) thank you Jesus, and it happened, and they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth and said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? For he is not here 
but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered in the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. Church, as we begin this Advent season, the Lord is doing a new thing in our lives. A new thing in our lives. In my devotional this morning, I'm reading a Smith Wigglesworth devotional. It says this. Sin is never covered by your appearance. Sin is never covered by your presence, your prayers, or your tears. Sin can only be removed by repentance. And when you repent deeply enough, you will find that the thing goes far away forever. Never cover up sin. Sins must be judged. Sins must be brought to the blood of Christ. When you have perfect confidence between you and God... It is amazing how your prayers rise. And then listen to this. You catch fire. You are filled with zeal. Your inspiration is tremendous. You find out that the Spirit prays through you. And you live in a place of blessing. When the man who lives in God, when a man who lives in God, he is afraid of nothing. Why do you seek the living among the dead? If you are looking, if you are looking other places for your help, if you are looking to Facebook to escape, if you're looking to Instagram to find your mirror, who I am, if you're looking to your bank account to make you secure, if you're looking to your own strength to carry the weight, if you're looking to your own knowledge to secure your family, you are looking for the living among the dead. For when the veil was torn, we was, it was made available to us perfect communion with him. He is the living Christ. He is the source. And I feel a call to repentance in that. Where are you looking? Are you looking to, the, to us to fill your every spiritual need? It is in Christ alone. Look to him. Look to him to pay your bills, to heal your body, to protect your children, to save your soul, to cleanse your heart, to fill you, to motivate you, to give you the right motivations. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Turn away from the ways of the world 
and look to the living God to be your source, not just on Sunday morning, but every day. Church, let's just take a minute. Just bow your heads. Just commune with him for a minute. As you bring things to your remembrance, just ask for his forgiveness. Repent. Repent for making idols of things in this world. Just spend a moment with him. First Corinthians 1 says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. We had given thanks. He broke it. And he said, Take, eat. This is my body which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat the bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Let us partake. Church, if you would stand with me. During this last song, I would just encourage you to seek His face. Enter into His presence and receive all that He has for you this morning. The Lord said this morning to me, many will receive before the end of worship. It's not to say you won't receive something later, but what he said to me is someone, multiple people will receive before the end of worship, whatever that means. Could be healing, could be restoration, could be freedom from addiction, could be the breaking of strongholds. I don't know what it is, I don't know who it is, but it's more than one person. So let's just receive, let's just spend this last song worshiping him and receiving what he has, his power, his presence to transform our lives. Let us worship. Thank you, Lord. Just stay in this atmosphere of worship. His Spirit is present. I got some scriptures I'm just going to read. And they're all about power. And all I want you to do is to receive. 
Just receive. Receive healing. Receive restoration. Receive reconciliation. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of self-control. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and all the end of the earth. For the kingdom of God does not consist in talk, but in power. Let me say that again, church. The kingdom of God does not consist in talk, but in power. And God raised the Lord, and He will also raise us up by His power. You may be strengthened with all power, according to the glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy. And behold, I'm sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in that city until you are clothed with power from on high. He's clothing us with power this morning. That your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Some of you are receiving wisdom right now. Direction right now. His divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who has called us to His own glory and excellence. Bills are being paid. All things pertaining to life and godliness. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Peace, hope, joy, receive it this morning. Awesome is God from His sanctuary, the God of Israel, for He is the one who gives power and strength to His people. The last one here. He was crucified in weakness but lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in Him, but in dealing with you, we will live with Him by the power of God. Thank you, Father, for your power to transform lives this morning. Chains broken in Jesus' name. Addictions broken in Jesus' name. Fear gone in Jesus' name. And Father, we receive healing. There's healing you need in your life. Just raise your hand and receive that healing today. Thank you, Father. Healing now. In Jesus' name. The Lord wants you to know this morning that you are forgiven. He is cleansing you from all unrighteousness. And you are healed. Number nine. Completeness. Finality. 
God completed His creation and all His promises. That's for us today. As many of you know, I didn't go to Israel because I have kidney stone lodged in my ureter. And I know God moved it. He just Oof. moved it now. Oof. Hallelujah. So I'm going to Spain on the 10th. Nothing's in my way now. Hallelujah. 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 And I'm going to minister with my kids who are missionaries in Burgos. It's going to be great. But what the Lord showed me while we were just doing this last chorus is when someone says Linda, I look. But when someone says Lynn, I know it's my, my close friends and my family. Someone says Mom, I look and I know it's my children. Someone says Mrs. Miller, I look for my clients and my students. Well, El Shaddai is our God. And Jehovah Rapha is God, our healer. And Jehovah Shalom is God, our peace. And Jehovah Nisi is God, our banner. And Jehovah Sidkenu is our redeemer. And Jesus is the fulfillment of every name. That's right. So when you call Jesus, God the healer looks, and God the redeemer, and God the deliverer, and God the provider of your needs. That's right. He answers every name. But through this week, you're going to have situations, and you're going to know which name to call. That's right. And then you're going to thank Jesus for filling every single promise. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Before Linda came up, the word was invade. <laughs> invade. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I pray now in the name of your son, Jesus, that right. you would invade every heart, right. every life this week with greater Amen. revelations Amen. of your power, Amen. of your presence, of your love, life-changing, life-changing revelations. That what was once believed would now be changed. That was once thought would be changed. This is a changing point, a turning point. Greater revelations of your love. Greater revelations of your power. Greater revelations of your provision, of your promises, of the fulfillment of your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, invade these people. Invade these people. Invade these people. Invade these people in the mighty name of Jesus. And have your way, eternal God. Have your way in every corner of our hearts. In every shadowy place. Shine, 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 almighty God. Shine in every corner, in every place. Let nothing be hidden. Let nothing be hidden from you. This week, now, in the name of Jesus, we lay ourselves open and we say, come and invade and have your way in Jesus' name. Here, now. We have been sitting here at the feet of Jesus. Y'all get that, right? We're just waiting. We're just waiting. Sitting at the feet of Jesus.
waiting on the Lord. Faith will rise, strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. Is number nine a ninth Ackerman baby? Could it be? Let us all pray. Now, that is not what number nine meant this morning. I'm, I'm pretty sure I didn't hear that in particular. That's the first thing I thought of when I hear number nine. I'm just oh. like, oh, son of David, have mercy on me. Right. Spiritual babies. I receive that. Alleluia. Amen. Amen. Well, church, oh, man. Isn't it good just to be in His presence, His power, His presence? We sang that one song about His glory. You know, His glory is His transforming power. His transforming power. Show us Your glory. We asked Him in a worship song to show us Your glory. And He did. He did. You think worship lyrics aren't important? Songs we sing aren't important? Well, they are. Because we just asked the Father in heaven, to show us His glory. And He just did. So thank You. Father, we thank You for Your glory. We thank You for Your presence. We worship You. We thank You for what You've done already and all You still have in store. We thank You for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, kids, you are dismissed to go to your classrooms. Everyone else, turn around and say hello to someone. Okay. <clears throat> I think I was supposed to tell you this beforehand, but I believe that we have already received $891. I think that's right. <clears throat> $891 for the Mexico Christmas. So give God a hand clap for that already. So, I mean, if you do the math, 75 ornaments, $10, that's like we've already exceeded that. Like we are, we're doing big time Christmas for those kids this year, yeah? So this is a great thing. Again, this is the last week for that, uh, but it's, uh, it's an amazing thing. We can bless others. How many are ready to continue to worship the Lord with our giving? Amen? If you need an offering envelope, just slip your hand up. Some of the ushers are going to come around, uh, and, and they can serve you. If you need a pen, maybe, to fill it out. Don't forget, you can always give online. There's instructions on there at the top of the offering envelope, how to give online. Uh, I have some scripture I want to share with you. We've been doing this mini-series called A Seed Will Meet Any Need during our offertory time. This might be the last week that we do it, but in Acts 10, if you want to turn with me to Acts 10, I want to read a couple verses in Acts 10. Verse 1 says this, There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian Regiment, a devout man and one who feared God with, his, with all his household. Listen to this, Cornelius. He feared God with his whole household. That's a key point to remember. Who gave alms generously to the people. So think of this guy. If you think of him, he is serving the Lord. He's worshiping the Lord. He's trusting God in everything that he has. And he's giving what God has blessed him with. He's giving back to God's people. And it says, after he says he has given generously, and prayed to God always. I'm telling you guys, there's a little formula in here. Trusting God, praying continuously, always, 
And being generous, God rewards those who diligently seek him. This is just, this is a biblical truth. This is a biblical promise. God rewards those who diligently seek him. And you can see Cornelius was diligently seeking God. About the ninth hour, the ninth hour. This is, guys, I'm telling you, I did not realize that this number nine was going to come up like all throughout the morning. I really had no idea. Okay, about the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And so he said to him, your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before God. You understand that the incense of our prayers, the incense of our worship rises up and he hears us. And he cares for us. And those prayers and those things that we are are asking him for are placed in front of him. A memorial before God, it's called. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter, for he is lodging with, uh, with Simon a tanner, whose house is by the sea, and he will tell you what you must do. Listen, he will tell you what you must do. So in the meantime... God is also speaking to Peter. So I love this. So God is speaking to Cornelius at the very same time God is speaking to Peter. Do you see this parallel? Cornelius needs something. He wants something more. He is seeking God more fully. And as he's doing that, as he's giving, as he's praying, as he's serving God with his whole heart, over here God is moving on the heart of somebody else saying, hey, someone's going to come talk to you. And whoever it is that comes and says, come to your house, you need to go. So God is working. This is the the word, church. God is working. God is working. He hears your prayers. God is working. Verse 19, while Peter thought about the vision, so he had a vision as well, the Spirit said, and behold, three men are seeking you. Arise, therefore, and go down, and, and go down, and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. So same thing. God is speaking to Peter. And here's what happens in verse 44. While Peter was still speaking these words. So Peter goes to Cornelius' house. He begins to share what God had put on Peter's heart. And what happens? He was speaking these words and the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. Diligently seeking God in every area of your life. God delivers on his promises. This was a man who gave generously, who prayed who sought the Lord, and what did the Lord do? Was a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It didn't say he multiplied his finances 27-fold. Maybe he did that. It kind of left that out. It didn't say one way or the other. But what it did do, what it did happen, is the Holy Spirit fell upon those who heard the word. The power of the Holy Spirit came upon them. And so we believe And this church that as we give generously, as we seek him, the word says he rewards those who diligently seek him. So let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for every gift, every giver. We lift this offering up to you, Lord. We give it back to you and we say, have your way with it. Have your way with it. Father, thank you. You are blessing this church. You have blessed this church. You are blessing this church. And you're continuing to bless this church. To pay every bill. To meet every need. For every ministry that you've called it to spring forth. To start. To stop. Whatever it is, Father. We are seeking you and your 
your will for this place. And we thank you, Father, we call the debt paid in full in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you have called us to be a place where we will be the lender and not the borrower. We thank you for that word. Pray that you bless each and every one of us today in Jesus' name. Amen.